This week on Three Sides of the Coin, we discuss the New Year's Eve show from Dubai, and uh, we have a little glimpse of Tommy in Mexico, but he's not wearing a Speedo, so everybody can tune in. Yeah, Mark, so we don't, Mark, Mark drops a couple great one-liners during this <laughs> review. As well. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> Let it roll. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin, our first one recorded in 2021. We got Michael, Tommy, and Liz. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Liz on Zoom. Mark's here. Lisa will be joining us. She's running late from works, but she'll she'll drop in when she gets home. Um, so already no words. Yeah, no hummingbirds. That could throw things off. Exactly. Um, so I don't know about you two guys, but I've been getting a lot of people like, why didn't you review the pot, the, the pay-per-view in the new episode? I'm like, because we recorded before it happened. A lot of people don't understand that whole thing. I know. How, how many years have we been doing this and we keep telling everybody we record a week before and they- well, I think. Hold well, well, part of it, though, too, Michael, is because you're offering it up on a Tuesday morning live so people can watch it. Everyone thinks we're live. So they're just like, I don't get it. Oh, don't break. Don't 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 destroy that fantasy. I don't want them to think it's not live. <laughs> really? They don't know that. You mean when we say we're recording on December 28th, they didn't get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, today uh, we're just going to. We're going to talk about the pay-per-view now. Now, Tommy, you're just checking in from your patio in Minnesota, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, we got a warm day. All the snow melted. The lake looks fantastic. You know, so we decided to come swimming. <laughs> you're down at the old, uh, what is it, the concrete pond? Yeah, cement. concrete pond. Cement, cement pond. Cement pond. Yeah, the, the palm trees are all fake, though. Those are all plastic because we know that real palm trees will not grow in Minnesota. Right, exactly. So anyway, you're not, you're not going to be here for this whole episode. You're just dropping in to say no. hi. Yeah, just wanted to check in with you peeps. And not that you're going to actually provide anything while you check in with us. It's... No, but I have watched the pay-per-view. All right, okay. all right. So, so real quick. Just for you, do you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Oh, I think it was a thumbs up, totally. Okay. And then, right. that doesn't make me a homer. It's just I thought that they did a great job. I mean, they set, set two Guinness Book of World Records. And I just am happy that they're playing music again. And what a cool thing to get Strutter. That's awesome. All right. So we're, we're done with Tommy. You've got nothing yep. else to contribute now. Nope. That's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. Don't get too sunburned. I won't. You're not going to be here next week either, are you? 
No, I'm still here. All right. I don't know. Mark, seriously, so, I don't know exactly what he contributes when he is here. Someone's got to say, hey, oh, every, I don't know, 40 minutes or Ring so. Ring a bell. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it that I uh, actually have something to do. Well, so do we. We this record a show. Oh, yeah, I know. Somebody's got to entertain the KISS Army. Yes, and that is your job. And actually, your job is to piss off the KISS Army. Yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my resolution for 2021. I'm going to get back to being the asshole that people grew to love. Thank God. I've missed that. Well, and I think that uh, if I'm not mistaken, you've pulled out the band hammer this past week. Oh, yeah. A few times. Few times, one of one one of them, he got really pissy and and started to private message me, and then tried to call me on on Facebook Messenger. Is that the guy that wanted oh. to punch you? Yeah, exactly. Jesus, I'm just like, yeah. and he, he did he did all this on New Year's Eve. I was just like, dude, the fact that you're so pissed at me means I won, and I'm living inside your head rent free. Yep. It's like, I don't understand it. To me, it's like a television show. When you're flipping through the channels, you stop on one that you don't like. You just switch and move to something different. Hold on. Guess what? The weather girl's here. All right. Where are you, Lisa? There she is. We're recording live already. So behave yourself or don't. Look at Tommy in his, uh, he, oh my! He's in his backyard. Yeah, it he's got that, really warm here. Who's that gentleman in the background? Yes, it is. yes. It's a break. It's a great place to be. So we're we were just saying goodbye to Tommy since he's got nothing to Who's contribute. Here? Nothing, absolutely nothing to contribute. But that's okay. I I somehow won't feel bad about that because I'm uh, sitting on the beach. <laughs> now is, is your lovely wife with you or is just you yeah no she's she's talking to her friend right now and josie's along with her friend risa oh cool all right yeah so they were just swimming we were just doing a photo shoot taking a bunch of pictures of the girls in the water and all that sort of is thing is this for your swimsuit yeah. calendar oh yeah absolutely no it's just you know how the young girls are they're all so narcissistic that you know there's no such thing as enough photos <laughs> you know let's try this well, what if i stand here you know that kind of thing. It's all good. It's all Tommy's, good Tommy's just like, I got a Corona and it's getting warm. Yeah. So you're not yes. going to any of the adult beaches there, Tommy, if you know what I mean? No. Uh -uh. You're, you're trying I'm to not. protect your, your, <laughs> your well, I to go, Oh, I just figured if I wanted to go, I'll just ask you which are the best ones. <laughs> or Lisa, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> talk later okay okay kids all have right a good later day. tommy have fun bye, bye tommy bye happy new year everybody happy new year hey <laughs> all right so hey, now Mark, now it's Mark, the, your picture is stunning isn't it isn't it, it? it is crystal clear stunning. Well, don't, ain't, it, ain't me it's fucking it's, Liz, fucking little it's machine. amazing what happens when mark gets new equipment i mean look at that I know, I know. Plus, uh, plus, I'm in, I'm in. I call it the lab. This is like I've yeah, literally got probably. 20. Lisa, it's never been the ruder. 
It's the always been the computer. You're going to get your computer. new router. Yeah, whatever. Can we move on? So, got so, so yeah, so let, let, let's, let's do our review of uh, Good Kiss 2020 Goodbye pay-per-view live from Dubai. Really quick, before we even start, which package did each one of you get? The cheapest one. Lisa? I, I, I added another $10. Here's no surprise to uh, Mark went all people. out. No, I didn't go totally crazy. I did the $250 one just because I wanted the DVD and the, and the, the t-shirt. So I'm, I'm, I'm holding my breath that the DVD and audio is eventually going to be released commercially. Well, they separately. said it was, but I'm assuming I'm going to get it way ahead of time. And, and on all kidding aside, the reason I did that is uh, also, this is, I guess this is a, a part of it. I didn't watch it New Year's Eve. I, I watched part of it New Year's Eve because I was at work. I had some end of the year stuff to get done. Um, so I watched from, well, I, and this is something we can talk about, but, you know, I got the, uh, that, pre-show thing on in the background i got my screen on on my you know because i'm writing out invoices and stuff and getting year-end stuff done and all of a sudden i'm like that's detroit rock city it's like halfway through the song i'm like what the fuck so i click over the screen i'm like when did this start i didn't hear you know fran i didn't what the hell's going on so anyways i watched i watched live from halfway through detroit rock city to cold gin and then i watched the rest of it what's today tuesday i watched the rest of it on sunday so i did watch the whole thing but it, it you know i watched it over a few days yeah i i you know i didn't upgrade to the package lisa was on which basically i think the only difference was you could stream it for like 72 hours afterwards and i was again counting on the fact that knowing kiss fans and knowing the internet as soon as the show was done somebody was going to put it up on youtube so if i wanted to restream it i can put like, it up on youtube like i watched the second half yesterday sunday on youtube yeah so and which of course is what happened um so you know but but I wanted to support them, so I I bought the the thirty nine ninety nine package so I could watch it live, and it was, it it was a little odd for me because it was like nine a.m. on New Year's Eve that I had to be up celebrating, you know, the new year, and it was done what by eleven or something like that. A couple hours later, a little odd to to celebrate New Year's Eve that early, but I mean, I, so saying all that so everybody knows all three of us paid right. nobody got comps i don't even know if there were comps but we didn't get comped anything we paid so you're gonna get our on you always do but you're gonna get real honest opinions here of whether we liked it or didn't like it um i you know i will start off by saying i had a blast i loved it it was fun watching everything and yeah, we'll get into hiccups and little odd things and issues like that. I still had a great time watching it and I'm glad Kiss did it. We really needed something like this. It felt good even, you know, on my TV watching a live concert. It wasn't the same as being there, but 
you know, it was great that they did this. And it was well, in my opinion, it was well worth $39.99. I paid for it. I'll piggyback that. I was well worth the 250 bucks. I was very happy. You know, um, my overview is very similar to what Tommy said. I mean, it, it, it is what it, what it is. It was what it was, I guess. Um, look, I don't understand. I'm sure you, cause you guys are on Facebook too. I, and you're in some certain kiss groups and I, I don't understand the vitriol from some folks. I mean, you'd think they spit on their grandmother. I'm like, what well, guys, it's a bunch of fucking, it's a rock concert. What, what do you, you know, and we'll get into the detail stuff, but overall I'm, I'm tuning in to listen to my favorite band play live. Mm-hmm. And guess what? So I got they yeah. even added a song that they normally or they haven't been playing. So. Truly, <laughs> yeah, they added a song that truly was not planned, was not in the set list. I mean, that's that's something everybody cries about. Why can't Kiss do that? Well, they just did. Which gets me back to you know when I was talking before the show last week about how some fans, you know, you tell them, hey, you know, something's going to be good and cool. And there's a certain segment of the Kiss Army that, can't wait to pounce to be that fan yeah who, who oh they're so far they're they're they they absorb kiss in a different wavelength than you i can tell you how stupid that was no they suck but yeah i'm number one kiss fan yeah fuck you I'm so sick of that garbage you know what i mean just fucking enjoy it and shut your fucking mouth if if all you're gonna do is look for faults and focus on those faults to destroy what was done. I question if you're even a fan, seriously. I mean, and, and, and we're going to discuss things that were good and bad, but we didn't sit here and focus on the bad. It is what it is. I mean, God, I've been to live. Listen, I've been to, we've all probably been to them, but I've been to live shows where, Uh, Gene gets stuck six feet up in the air and can't go up to the top. Did I cry that the show sucked because of that or that Paul didn't fly out to the center of the stage or Gene didn't spit blood? Did I cry? No, it's a live show. Shit happens is basically. I like when those things happen. I I do too. It It makes it a unique show. Yes. And it shows that they're human beings, you know, like, when they forget words or whatever, it shows that they're human. I forgot a word one day or words playing at a gig at one show. And I laughed at myself and I thought, you know what? Everybody makes a mistake, right? Everybody forgets a lyric, even when you sing it thousands and thousands and thousands of times. But I like those little nuances that that maybe shook it up a little bit, you know? It makes I, the show more memorable. And, yeah. I, and, you know, Gene has always said, when it comes to Kiss on stage, it's about how you look on stage. And when you fall on stage, you don't get up and make a big deal that you fell on stage. You make it part of the show. Yep. You know, when you screw up, you make it part of the show. So the fans go, wow, that was cool that he did that. He lit his hair on fire. Yeah, I was planning that all along. I mean, and he, Mike, go, go back to something that we've talked about in the past. And it's something that Paul Stanley says regularly at normal shows you know pre-pandemic how many of you is this the first time you've seen us and inevitably at least a third to half of the fucking hands go up so they don't see we take things 
because we've seen the show so much. We, you know, we've interacted so much, but you got to remember there are, that's how come even doing this show, I always try and stop and explain stuff to younger fans and people who, who may not be as, you know, into it as we are, but still enjoy the band. I, I think that's worthwhile to note that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I did see somebody on, online who said he watched it with his little sis with his son and he loved his bowled over and i'm like yeah that's the spirit you should be watching this in you know look and again we're going to get to all these topics guys you know the lyric changes and the stuff like that but you know what look at it through that kid's eyes that's exactly it remember we get in trouble for looking at it as a 12 year old it's the best way to. But that's the best way. Get those goosebumps in your arms. Get the chills. You know, there's no better feeling in the world to be at a concert and get goosebumps because something is happening. And I don't care why. If it works for you, God bless you. But if you're going to it and looking to dismantle what's happening because the solo was off, the lyric was messed up, he forgot a verse. And believe me, that's happened every freaking year of this band's life. You know, Gene's notorious for forgetting lyrics, especially those shows. Like I was at that show down in Southern California where Paul Stanley didn't play. So they went on as a three piece and did the show and Gene did everything. Let me tell you, that wasn't a smooth show, but it was it's part of what makes a live event not just kiss but a live event by any band really cool when they do something unexpected and no editing you know but no editing can i i also i don't know how you guys felt about it but i was i didn't like the fact that people were facebooking live the show i didn't like that people who were there no, they were Facebooking live off their television. That's stupid. See, I just think that, like, you know, I had um, I, I had friends over, so I made like a really cool like party out of it. You know, I sing in this band, and I had them all over. They're huge Kiss fans, so we sat in the living room and ate snacks and drank beer and whiskey and watched this great experience. Now, another one of my friends, um, he bought the package, and I said, "Why don't you come to my house?" And then I look later on, and he's Facebooking live off of his television. I was like, what? dude, why I mean, would you do that? Yeah, first of all, why would you do that? It's a pay-per-view event. And second, how can you enjoy the show if you're sitting there Facebook living it? I mean, yeah, I, I, that, that, I that sort of shit is just stupid. No, I, just, I just thought that was really shitty, you know, to, to do that. You know, I don't know. I, whatever. I, I don't like that. I don't like when there, there's a bunch of people based, not there, but when there was a bunch of people online who were Facebooking live off their television. Uh, you know, I'll, just because I'm totally like, what, what does that mean? What are you talking about? That, 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 that means they took their, their iPhone and went to their Facebook and said, I'm going to do a live stream video. Yeah. And then they held up their iPhone and just did a video stream of what they were watching on their TV. Oh, okay, okay. So, oh, so if you didn't buy the pay-per-view, you could go watch it from this guy's Facebook live stream. It's like you're watching a video of a video. 
are you that then you're, i mean and again like i said i'm here to listen to music ultimately um not only just see the show um so why would you i wouldn't find any joy out it. i mean again the live thing i could see somebody wanted to see highlights or clips or something but yeah. i don't know especially since with within an hour after it was done the actual video itself was up on yeah. youtube yeah. everywhere i mean did yeah stuff like that is just i don't know that just bothered me it's like you know you can't i mean it wasn't that much you know i mean I, what was it it was supposed to be 40 then 50 and then they brought it down to 40 and 50 right didn't they knock ten dollars off yeah it's I mean, I, yeah i i paid 39.99 like two days beforehand I paid two days before. <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> Why was mine 250 then or whatever it was 249? Because you had to have all you those had goodies. You had more goodies. You no, know, speaking of which, um, um I I talked to a friend on the crew. I knew about the lyric changes a couple weeks ago or a week or two ago. And that didn't like dissuade me from watching. You know what I mean? I, I kind of knew that's what I mean. I, I wanted to see Kiss play. And and I, again, I, you know, I got what I paid for. I was happy. Um, were there some things that, you know, again, we're going to address this stuff shortly. Were there some, were there some things that I thought were kind of odd, but they were odd because of the situation, you know, and, and one I'll just dive into briefly. And Michael and I were talking about it before the lovely Lisa joined us. Um, you know, Paul, God bless him. I don't, I don't think that, you know, because you, there was really no precedent. It's tough to talk to a crowd that's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. When, when I saw that people were kind of knocking Paul for that, I'm like, well, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Picture. And here's a great example. It's the example I shared with Michael. Picture, picture that being a Black Sabbath pay-per-view event with no crowd. I can't think of a singer who interacts more with the crowd than Ozzy with the, let me hear you. Let me do this. You know what I mean? Put up your hands, you know, all this. How do you think Ozzy would have sounded? I mean, you thought if you thought Paul was aloof, you know, a lot of these singers who, who get the energy from the crowd, they're up there doing the best they can. Paul certainly didn't have the hiccups, not because he wasn't trying. You know what I mean? He was up there giving it his all. And look, it was a unique situation. And um, that's not being an apologist. That's just being a realist. You know, I, I thought the I thought the boys all worked hard, you know, band, crew, everybody to, to give us the best show. And were there some parts you're like, wow, that's kind of uncomfortable. I, I, one of them was when they guinness record guy came on oh yeah and but, i every time i looked at paul you could see he was just kind of like that that, that, that 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 was that was <laughs> okay one, in my opinion the guinness moment was one of two episodes during the pay-per-view that probably caused somebody to get their ass chewed or if not fired i i mean because talk about so so people know who haven't watched it at the end of the show, Kiss was doing this, trying to get three Guinness 
world records out of this. Well, it's important to note it was before rock and roll night. Yes, it was before rock and roll night. It was right at the end. So um, they were trying to get Guinness records for the largest gross or ticket sales for a streaming event, the most simultaneous flame pots basically going off, and then the tallest flame pot ever going off. So right before Rock and Roll All Night starts, and remember now we are just minutes away from New Year's Eve. This guy from the Guinness World Records comes out that brings the show to a complete screeching halt, first of all. All momentum is the brakes are just put on and he starts talking. And first of all, he starts talking about COVID and Guinness and who he is. And I'm like, dude, that was shit about any of that stuff. Just that was, did they get the record or didn't they? That was <laughs> B. Arthur in a nighty. That's yeah, ex- what that was. Exactly. <laughs> so then he starts by going, so kiss is out, is applied for three world records tonight. The first one, the largest gross for a streaming show, the target they have to beat is $10.4 million. Well, we don't know if they've done that, so we'll have to check back later. (laughs) What? I know. Then the the next one. So the next record they're out to get is the most simultaneous flame pots going off, basically. We don't know if they did that either. We'll have to check back later. Because it was the next song. Shut up and don't even say it if they didn't win the record. And then he goes, and then the third and final one was the highest flame pot, and they needed to meet like 30-some meters. And they did. So congratulations. Here's your Guinness Book of World Records award. And basically at that point in time, Paul was just like shoving the guy off the stage (laughs) because they literally got back on their mics and counted down four, three, two, one, two year. (laughs) I was just like, oh, that was so uncomfortable. It was so Uh uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. And, And then I'm watching this going. It's the Guinness Book of World Records, people. I mean, uh, granted, yeah, it sounds cool that you want it, but let's not forget there's a Guinness Book of World Records for the largest ball of twine out there somewhere. So it's not like this is something fabulous. Monumental, yeah. Yeah, you know, anybody could freaking make up something and apply to get it for a record, and the Guinness will decide if they do it or not. So, I mean, it, it, it kind of reminds me of the stars on Hollywood Boulevard. Anybody can get one as long as you got like twenty five thousand dollars to pay for it. Yeah, they have. And, I don't think anyone even knows that you have to pay for those stars. Yeah, you have to pay for the star, and then every year you're responsible for paying for the maintenance and the cleaning of your star. Yep. Well, so, that was one of the things, Michael. Do I have some, you know, things about the event that I thought were kind of silly? But it had nothing to do with four guys playing guitar. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Did I did I did I think the did I think the Guinness thing was stupid and did I roll my eyes at it? Yeah. Because I think that's just it like you said, it put your boner right in the ground. It's fucking horrible. Put your right? boner right in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's while you're fucking Lisa, rocking. you hate when that friends. happens, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that's that's a that's a tragedy right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I mean, you're fucking rocking, you're having a great time, and then you're like Ladies and gentlemen, the douchebag from Guinness. And I'm like, who the fuck care? Get off the fucking stage. I want to rock. That had nothing to do with Kiss. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And it was I, just thing- was, I just thought Paul's face. 
<laughs> but, and like I said, I, I'm pretty sure after the show was done, there was a meeting somewhere between Gene, Paul, Doc, and somebody to say, who was responsible for letting this happen? And who didn't follow directions and, and whatever, or just like never do this again type well, of thing. Maybe he was supposed to be in there for like a filler. Like, okay, if we're if we need to stretch it out a little bit, maybe we'll throw in the Guinness man. I don't think that I think he was probably supposed to be there at, or but I don't know if But here's the funny it part. Didn't work out, I don't think it worked out the way that it was supposed here's to. Here's the funny part, because I was thinking the same thing. It's like, well, this came after the strutter the strut they yeah. had to yeah. add strutter to the set because they were they had not a, they had too much time left so they you think imagine, doc was on the side doing this could you, imagine, <laughs> could you imagine the guinness guy talking for 15 minutes that's what i mean I was, just, I was just part part of me was like the timing of the in from start to end because we'll cover the start as well mark briefly t mm -hmm. touched on it was not very well timed out meaning they you know you know you go on at this time and you know you got to hit new year's eve and believe me i don't know about you guys but i've been doing not just kiss but i've been doing a number of new year's eve shows and frankly it's pretty tough for any band to hit it right on the nose if i want to if i if i recall the millennium show they missed it they did i, I think they missed the entire hitting 12 12 midnight so i mean it's not easy but you're timing it out going okay this song is this long and we've got this much time between and this and this and this to sit here and go at the end going oh christ we got to add four minutes so put a whole new song in there and then have the guinness guy go too long so you only have four seconds left of the countdown i'm just like the timing wasn't there but I will, and this is one of the things I talked about with Jay Gilbert on my Music Biz Weekly podcast, because we discussed this from a more of a, a business and execution standpoint. Typically, there would have been like a full dress rehearsal show for something like this. And I referenced the Dodger Stadium show on the Psycho Circus Tour. I went to that. If you've ever been fortunate to go to any band's dress rehearsal or a kiss dress rehearsal typically it happens the night before or a few days before a tour kicks off and they do it for one significant reason so they can make everybody in the band crew everything understand timing and the effects and all of this stuff so like when i was at the dodger stadium show for psycho circus the night before just imagine it was Dodger Stadium. There was maybe a couple hundred people right down front watching. This. There's video of it. There's, There's the video whole... of it. Yeah. I mean, it was such a cool event to go to, but it was very much like this pay-per-view in that it had full pyro, full lights, full interaction, everything else. Just no crowd noise, no crowd cheers, no, no back and forth interaction like that. But they did that so they can time out the show and they can understand what's going on. Clearly with, with the pay-per-view, they didn't do a dress rehearsal on this. I mean, how, how would they have done it? They set this up on the freaking beach of the hotel. Would they have done a whole show the night before? Didn't happen. We know that didn't happen. So to some extent, there's probably part of the problem. 
and how much of the crew wasn't KISS crew, meaning doesn't have experience with KISS, local people, other companies that basically were thrown in live, one show, make KISS look great. Well, as Jay and I talked about, if you've been to enough KISS shows, you start understanding the cues and where you need to be and what you need to focus the camera on and when, where is the fire going to go and all this other stuff. Their crew didn't, the, the local crew, the video crew, I'm suspecting had no idea other than they probably watched in advance some videos of KISS performing, but they never got that opportunity to do an actual live dress rehearsal to see the fire pots going off and Gene breathing fire and Tommy shooting his guitars. They couldn't do that. So I suspect that plays into some of the odd things that occurred from start to finish. But it, and, 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 and listen, none of those things pissed me off so much that I wanted to freaking get mad at the band. I was just like, laughing at most of it like oh okay that's funny oh yeah a little screw up there a little screw up there but as we said at the beginning of the show that's kind of what makes it special you can sit back and go i was at a show where that happened well put it this way this was micromanaged meaning you could see things on this and hear things on this that you wouldn't have heard at a normal concert because of you know the crowd around you and stuff this really was warts and all that goes on way more than most people think. You know, well, I mean? no, it literally goes on at every show. I mean, to your point, Mark. Well, let me let me bring up this one little thing. Remember when um, Eric got done with Beth, and he and Gene are up on stage, and did you guys hear him shout out, "Hey, Keith Rue, how are you?" Yeah. You would normally not hear that in a real concert because of the crowd noise but because there was no crowd noise and the mics are live normally again that live mic is also picking up all that other noise and everything else now all of a sudden you're you're hearing gene and eric talking on stage and i'm sure they didn't realize that they didn't realize it was going out live hearing it that way well, put it that this way, cool. that, 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 yeah. them talking between songs is what they do routinely. Yeah, you just but don't you hear it. Routinely can't hear it. You see, you see their mouths moving routinely. You see somebody run over and talk into somebody's ear, but you never hear it because of all the noise. Now you can hear it. You could especially hear Gene between songs doing, yeah. You yeah, know? <laughs> I, that, that was one of the things I, you know, he always does it, but it almost sounded like a fart in church when he did it. It did, you know? it did. <laughs> it was like, fart in oh. church. <laughs> Mark is hitting the lines today. You are, Mark, woo! Yeah, I mean, again, did that destroy the show? No, because this was a totally different, type of show and and i guess this is where i i can start on some of the stuff it made me realize that at a live concert the energy doesn't really come from the band playing music the energy really does come from the audience cheering and you know we've always heard everybody in kiss but every band says oh my god when you're up on stage that energy is just an adrenaline rush and you know that's what gets you pumped up 
after about the first couple songs on the pay-per-view and I realized there was no crowd noise, I was like, shit, you know, I wish they would have piped in fake crowd noise. I really do. I mean, first of all, don't freak out Kiss fans. If you love Kiss Alive, you've been cheering to fake crowd noise since 1975, okay? So deal with it. Um, NFL does it. The NFL's been piping in fake crowd noise for the, the, the broadcast games because wasn't it like the first week they didn't have it and it was dead silence. And again, you were hearing the coaches talking to each other and you're hearing the players talking to each other. So they piped it in. It, it fills it in and it was really missing. It was so apparent in a show of this size that no crowd noise was a huge black hole. You know, I would have lo I would have loved it if yeah they just piped in crowd noise. I don't know if I would have went that far, but you you hit on a on a great topic. Now, Lisa, you sing in front of people regularly. I sing and play drums in front of people regularly. Well, pre COVID, um, that's so true. I mean, your your level of enthusiasm really is directly what the types of people you're playing for. If they're being boisterous and rowdy you you get a charge out of that you know what i mean if they're you can get them to sing along uh just to parts of the show that man that just that keeps you just way more into it i i could again you know go back to somebody like paul stanley or ozzy osbourne or you know anybody who does a lot of crowd interaction you know think of freddie mercury doing his dale dale i mean yeah how do you do that to no crowd yeah, I, that's my point. I How mean, do you fake these, it with no crowd? These great concert um, moments, you know, when you hear the da -na 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 -na, da -na -na -na, you know what I mean? And let me go rock and roll. The crowd clapping along to that is just as important as the band. I mean, it gives you that energy. And, and again, you know, like I said, I thought Kiss played great. I thought they sounded great. Yeah, I mean, it, it was unique for the for the experience. And again, that's why I paid. I knew I was going to see something unique. I knew this wasn't a run of the mill show. That's how come I'm like, how dare anybody sit there and complain about these minor technical things? I mean, can you talk about them and mention them? But I mean, you saw what I saw, Michael, and I'm assuming Lisa did. Too. Yeah, there was people like it like ruined their day. And I'm like, you what? Get a fucking life or just go leave is basically it. Because, you, I mean, you're right, Mark. I mean, we can talk about it. We still think it was an incredible show. But one of the things so many fans don't understand and so many bands don't, and this is something Jay and I have talked about all through COVID as live streaming has happened. A live stream concert can't be treated as just turning the cameras on a live show and acting the same way as if it was a live show because it's not a live show anymore. You're not playing to the 10 people in the bar or Kiss's case. Their audience wasn't the few hundred people on the balconies. Their audience was the half a million people through the internet that were watching them. And you have to you have to treat the show just a little bit differently because of that. And unless you've got a lot of experience doing shows to nobody, you don't know how to deal with that right off the bat. 
it takes practice to learn how to do a show to no crowd yet act like there's a crowd there, but also don't do things that would require a crowd. So, you know, I, I cut them some slack on that. Kiss hasn't done a live stream show to no audience before. Yeah, they've live streamed shows before, but it's always been a live concert. So you really have to keep that in mind that little things change just because of that. Interactivity that you would think is natural at a live event. Let me hear you over here. Let me hear you over here. Come on, let me see those hands in the air. You can't really get away with that on an internet live stream because there's no feedback coming back to you. And even if I'm sitting at home doing this, part of, you know, we've all been to concerts, part of what gets you charged to do that is because you see everybody else around you clapping and cheering and responding. When it's just you in a house with yourself or four or five other people, it's hard. It's much harder for that to happen. So shows live streamed have to have a little bit of a difference to it. Now, that was one of the things I, I sort of thought they dropped the ball on, not KISS, but whoever put this together. There was no interact, internet interactivity through this pay-per-view, meaning there wasn't a simple scrolling chat room where the fans watching it could talk about it. There wasn't a scrolling Twitter feed of people mentioning some hashtag and posting their photos. We all know there was a lot of activity going on on the internet. I mean, I was seeing posts all the time on Facebook, but they missed the ball in wrapping in some of that interactivity into the live stream that we as the fans could feel like we're part of an audience. And maybe you put a ginormous 100-inch Samsung in front of Paul Stanley and he can see some of these scrolling comments and he can respond to them. Hey, Lisa in Atlanta, Georgia, thanks for tuning in. Hey, Mark in Detroit, how you doing? You know, stuff like that. That was completely missing, but you can do that when you have a live internet stream. See, that's what I thought when, for the higher up packages, I thought they were going to do something like that, where you would get a mention, or if you spent $999, you got a, a like a scroll on the bottom. That's what I was well, thinking was going to happen. I, like I did. I, I did see there was quite a few people that did pay for the thousand dollar one. I mean, you got your I, name I, in the credits as it rolled yeah, I watched at the end. There was a lot of then a lot of people paid a thousand dollars. Yes, shit ton of credits. Yep, yep. Well, that's my point. I mean, there was quite a few names there. Um, but but know. but yeah, I mean that that was my and, and again, this is so new to everybody. Live streaming is new to fans, is new to the bands, is new to crews and everything else that it's just a whole new world, a whole new environment. And you got to understand it's not exactly the same as walking into the L.A. forum and having 15,000 people screaming. You can't expect the same show. The band should change a little bit. And the fans need to understand these changes as well. So to, 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 to throw a fit and get all pissed off like it was a terrible show because of that, you're, you're just, you're clueless. You're, I don't know, you're just looking for trouble. 
It was basically all I felt like some of these fans. They just wanted to find fault in something that was a fun show. People just like to complain. Yes. Um, I tell you what, let's let's do this. Let's start at the um, beginning. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you know, one of the, the big perks, I thought, I really liked the, uh, I, hold on, let's, let's, let's put a little microscope on this. I liked, I liked the pre-show, how long was that? Because I, again, I came in. It was, an hour. It was about an was hour. It was an hour. Okay. I, I came in about maybe with the last 30 minutes, half hour, 20 minutes, whatever left. So I didn't see the whole thing. I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. The only thing I didn't like about it was they seemed to repeat some things. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. They repeated that, and Paul's interviews a little bit, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe because they knew people like, because, because there really wasn't an official start time for this. Correct. No, there, there, there was, I mean, I got, I got something that said at 8:50 AM, it will start. It didn't say what will start. It just said it will start at 8.50 a.m. And that's basically when the, from 8.50 a.m. to basically 10 o'clock was pre-show. And, and, and to your point, Mark, it was a, I watched the whole thing. It was a very well-produced documentary, which really gave some incredible insight into putting the show on and dealing with COVID and the production. I mean, I would have loved a two hour version of yeah. that, that really got in depth. I mean, whoever did that thumbs up that pre-show documentary was excellent. What, and they had to hustle to do it. You yeah. know? And I think it was supposed to also be used for um, setting up your internet and making sure everything was working yes. properly. Cause we had problems here. You know, we, we finally got everything working about 15 minutes before showtime. So, you know, that was kind of a nice thing where you had that time and, and maybe that it, why it repeated so that you had the time to get yourself situated and internet working and sound working and, you know. Well, now that. I don't feel so bad because you guys make fun of my router. Man, I just clicked on my computer and off I went, man. Well, I, had, <laughs> I had I had sound problems. We were we were running it through the I was streaming it on my phone and running it through the TV, through Apple uh, TV, and the sound was going in and out. So we had a mm. shut, we had like a big sound bar, and it, it was kept cutting out of the sound bar. So then we we had to rework it around. But anyway, but that's why that happened that's why you had that time to yeah no no it, it, it was good i mean as opposed to oh the concert starts right on the nose at 8 50 you know if you don't have things working you can't get there on time whatever you, you're yeah. you know you're finishing lunch if you were mark and you didn't get back to the lazy <laughs> boy in time yeah no that that's actually part of what's good for a live streaming event is to understand that fans might need more time to get themselves set up and ready for the live show to actually begin. So that that was great. I really enjoyed that, except for the transition from the pre-show into the concert. So right at the end of the pre-show, and this again, I feel like is where somebody got their ass royally chewed because you obviously knew exactly how long that pre-show video was. Because that wasn't live. That was pre-recorded. And you knew what time you had to start the live concert. 
doesn't seem like it would be difficult to transition from one to the other. But all of a sudden I'm watching the pre-show and they're talking to a fan who was there. She was talking about being a KISS fan and coming to this event and whatever. And then all of a sudden they cut to an image of Gene on the pod. And my first thought was, oh, they must have just cut to some footage from the end of the road tour to really get us hyped up right before the show starts. That's what I thought so too. And, and, and it just kept going and he stepped off the pod and they started singing and I'm like, shit, I think the concert started. Yep. And, and, and it did. They completely missed. And the footage is out there on the internet. Oh, so cool. They had footage of the band pre-show walking to the stage, not the canned stuff from the end of the road, but something that was filmed there in Dubai, walking to the end of the state, walking to the stage. And then you heard the intro that you wanted the best, blah, blah, blah. And then you saw the the front screens open up like in Vegas. Oh, cool. so you have seen Vegas. It was video walls that opened up like this, moved all the way to the sides and the pods came down. You missed all of that in the live stream because they started right when Gene stepped off the pod. And I was just like, how in the hell does a KISS concert start without you wanted the best? Well, that's like um, here at the house, I had a couple people here and they were downstairs jamming in the basement. They were all playing guitar. And I was up here with another guy and I, they said, when you let us know when and, you know, you wanted the best, you got the best, so they can all run upstairs. So I'm fiddling around in the room, and I hear Detroit Rock City, and I turned around, and I said, is that the show? I said, that can't be the show. I said, where's the beginning? And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, it is the show. So I, I, everybody else, like, running upstairs. It was really odd. But the, uh, did you see when uh, when they did the KISS logo before the screens parted? It, like, like the flames come up through the, the yep. KISS logo? God, that was so it, it, cool. it, the, the intro, if you go back and find one of the YouTube videos of this whole thing, people have have put it in there. And I've seen it from I've seen it from people who were at the show and then were videotaping it because they were there and they posted it. The intro looked amazing. Now, I'm crossing fingers, knocking on wood, hoping that that gets edited into what's going to end up on a DVD Blu-ray and what will get edited into whatever will be a CD release. So you really truly get it because it happened. It was recorded. Clearly what happened is whoever the, I'm assuming is the video director missed the start time. I mean, it literally it just missed the, the start switch. of the kiss show. They probably missed the live switch, you know, to turn the cameras on. You just, I think they missed that. But, but that, that gets me back to, this was probably a crew that's never worked a KISS concert before and didn't quite really understand how that works. And, you know, that for a KISS show, you need those few minutes prior to them actually playing because that's part of the whole event, not just once they're on stage. Um, yeah, I'm sure somebody had a, a come to Jesus meeting about that happening. Just to me, that's like a big no-no yeah. you do not you do not miss you wanted the best poor Fran he didn't get to he didn't get his moment well he he did it just wasn't in the live stream I mean yeah it's just 
I don't know. That 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 was one of those. Now again, did that destroy the show for me? No way. No, it was just very odd. And I can sit back here and go, hey, I remember watching that Kiss concert where the video cameras completely missed the whole "You Wanted the Best" intro. Mm-hmm. Great, but it was a great show from that point on. So it, it, that that was just odd right off the bat. But again, maybe that could have been resolved if they had a dress rehearsal to practice all of this in advance instead of just going straight into, let's do it live. Now, Michael, did you see it actually happen? Like, were you watching it as it segmented from the the pre-show into Gene coming down on the pod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, they... I had my back turned, so I just turned around and I was like... You know, this, this, this girl was on screen and talking, and all of a sudden they did a cold cut right in the middle of her talking to Gene. And again, my first thought was, oh, okay, because we're getting really close to the top of the hour here. We must be going to some old pre-recorded end of the road footage to get us hyped up for you wanted the best. And then it just kept playing and playing and playing. I'm like, wow, I guess the show started. No idea. (laughs) I had a different experience, Lisa, because again, I was watching it at work. So I had my laptop on and I'm doing invoicing and I have, you know, I, I started watching the, you know, the, the pre-show thing. And I'm like, well, I can listen to that and keep in mind, I am at work. <laughs> I was trying to get year end stuff done and I'm working and, you know, I hear the girl in the background and, you know, I'm typing and I'm like, fuck, it's Detroit Rock City. I'm like, I didn't hear Fran. So I clicked the screen over and I like you, Mike, I'm like, oh, they're playing something from end of the road and it took me about six to eight seconds going that's not the end of the road stage. i know right <laughs> there's the right. pool i'm like what the what the fuck this thing started already i was like and then for that like 10 seconds i'm like did i fucking miss that yeah. <laughs> it's really kind of weird that was another one of those losing your boner move moments yes, <laughs> you're getting all excited you know a little little pre-show excitement and then all of a sudden the doorbell rings yeah, <laughs> or the kid knocks on the bedroom door. It's that like, was, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> like I said, that was my Rosie O'Donnell moment. <laughs> uh, I mean, but it, 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 in the end, it made, it was part of the show and it made it, it made it different. It made it interesting. Um, you know, the, the stage was massive. Let's be clear. That was a huge freaking stage, like 250 feet. It had wings going out on the side and everything else. Part of what I was a little, and this is, this is sort of Kiss's problem all the time. They didn't really need a stage that big because they didn't use it. I mean, nobody, nobody ran out to the wings except for when Paul had to go out for Love Gun and he's walking and he's walking. He's like, God, I need a passport to get all the way out here. It's like, yeah, you don't realize how far you're walking to get to your, you know, your sling to carry you out into the audience. Well, did you notice there's other end of the road things that they didn't use, like the the, the cherry pickers? Yep. And, mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought that was odd. Um, you know, just because I'm, I was expecting that because I knew that, you know, basically the show was the end of the road show for the, you know, basically, yeah. but yeah, there were some sort of glaring omissions. Um, speaking of, you know, of that sort of thing, let's, let's fast forward over to a hundred thousand years. That was really, 
I think one of the first times you got to taste again, I, you know, I, I knew, but when you heard it, when you heard Paul with the alternate lyrics, you're, you're like, wow. You, yeah. So when, 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 when that happened, it was one of those moments where, you know, you're kind of just into it and you're into it and you're into it. And then you're like, was that quite right? Did he screw up the lyrics for a little that? I mean, that was the initial thought. So basically what he did is he couldn't, he didn't say bitch. Must have been a yeah. bitch when I was gone. Doesn't say which bitch. We all know, though, he did slip. He slipped at the end. The left. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So but it, it, when it first happened, it was sort of like, oh, OK, I mean, he changed. He just changed one word. Must have been wild when I was gone, I think is what he said. And, you know, you're just you're into the song and you're kind of cheering. And it's like, OK, it, it works. And then you think back and go. Oh, wait a second. That wasn't quite right. Now, that wasn't the that that didn't set off any real red flags for me immediately. It was during God of Thunder where, yeah. you know, two significant changes happened that also I'm like, OK, I get it. They're having to change things for the laws or whatever in Dubai, which is you know, okay, let's, let's first of all understand this isn't the first time Kiss has done this, people. Have you ever I seen, loved your have examples. You ever, have, have you ever seen that logo that they had to use in Germany? Mm -hmm. I yep. mean, they literally changed their entire logo when they'd play in Germany. Or, um, you know, people, were, so during God of Thunder at, in, at the Dubai show, Gene didn't spit blood. He went through all of the motions and all of the lights, and it still looked cool as hell but he didn't spit blood do you guys remember i don't know it must have been starting in about 1983 through 92 all the times gene spit blood on stage which is he never did every show out of makeup had no blood spitting guess what it was still a pretty damn cool show nobody complained about that so he didn't spit blood at dubai and then he had to change the lyrics slightly and um he had to, what was it the uh, virgin soul he couldn't sing what did he say though what was the um Sake, I thought he said sacred soul. Some people say it was sacred coal. I don't know, but he said sacred something. He changed the lyrics ever so slightly. Now, does that totally destroy God of Thunder as a song? God, no. It was still a cool-ass song. He looked, he still went up, didn't he? He went in a pod that brought him up. Everything was there except no blood, and he changed two words as far as i know now maybe there's some other words that got changed but that was apparent to me it didn't destroy this show it didn't ruin anything because i don't know about you guys but i've been to plenty of shows where gene's completely just forgotten the lyrics oh yeah it's not uncommon for gene to flub up lyrics i mean that kind of makes it fun if you ask me so yeah, it was no big deal. And let's be honest, that song Rip and Destroy is a pretty cool ass song. 
do you hate Kiss? Do you hate Hotter Than Hell because they did a version called Rip and Destroy? I mean, that's the stupid stuff that people were people, these quote fans were getting all up in arms about. I thought it was cool. It made it a very unique show to say, I remember seeing that live in Dubai where Gene couldn't spit blood. You can argue all you want, whether you agree with the requirements of doing that, that doesn't matter. You're in somebody else's country, you play by their rules. It's like when someone's in your house, they play by your rules. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think it was neat that, like to me, it was like trying to find the little things that changed. You know, like little Easter eggs. Yeah. You know, like, oh, did anyone catch that? Oh, my God, that was so cool. Did you guys catch, like, that was the fun part, catching the little nuances that were different. You know, um, I thought that was kind of cool. See how, see how many you could find with the lyric change or him not spitting blood. But I did have one little question, though. How come he couldn't spit blood, but the little gene faces can... with the blood all over, well, that was okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I, mean well, I don't know a lot, but I, l- l- you know. l- l- Listen, I, 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 I made a post that said, so apparently in Dubai, you can pull the trigger on a love gun, but you can't say bitch or virgin soul. Or no guess but blood either. So, but, but, you know, I, who knows? I mean, I think the word bitch is because it's considered a swear word in Dubai and anybody caught saying words like that in Dubai can be fined very heavily. What was virgin souls problem? I don't know, probably just there, what that means. And spitting blood live is different than a picture of you spitting blood. I mean, there's a, you know, Christ, we got the same issues here in the United States. I mean, you scratch your head and go, well, why is that permitted? But that's not permitted. It just is what it is. And they had to change it to accommodate Dubai. Like I said, some folks, you got to you got to take the shoes off as soon as you walk in the house. Other folks don't care if you wear your shoes in the house. Yeah. I mean, look, if you don't want to follow the rules, then don't go. Yeah, that's that's basically all that comes down to. So, I don't know. To me, that it 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 was interesting. You know what I mean? Um, I will tell you though. Um, I want to have this on DVD, which is why I spent the money. But you know. Much like all the other end of the road shows, I don't find myself glutting on that sort of video. You know what I mean? I This isn't something I don't think I'm going to go back and watch tons of times again. You know what I mean? And I, I found that as I get older, I'd much rather listen to stuff than mm-hmm. watch oh, it, which oh, is crazy yeah. for me. Because you know, I, video I, I, is always such a big deal. I'm, I'm right there with you, Mark. I mean, as soon as this was done... I was, I found um, an audio MP3 rip of the show. I so much more enjoyed just listening to the audio than watching the whole thing again, mainly because I have found for me personally, if I just listen to audio, I can pick up a lot more stuff, you know? I don't know whether it's legit or not, but I remember something saying, listen, you know, if you're not using all of your senses, the one you are using is much sharper. So if I'm not having to watch something and all I'm doing is listening, you start picking up stuff more. Um, I will say I definitely want a professional kiss released audio of this show. 
I sure hope to hell for that they put some crowd noise in. This show is... I don't know. I, I or or let's put it this way. Provide both. Provide the show as it was and provide the enhanced version with crowd noise because it's cool listening to it differently without crowd noise. But there's some times where you just want to crank a KISS concert. This wouldn't be a concert you I, crank without without noise. Just for as me, a just as me. a bootleg geek, yeah, I was gonna say I I would want to listen this. The point I was making it is I'm gonna go back when I revisit this show. It's gonna be audio, and I will revisit it just because it's crystal clear and it sounds good. You know what I mean? Um, much like I still play, I love the Vegas show. Yep. that's that's a big i listen to that one all the time and and another reason it's funny because that version you know there's a i love how much heavier um because it, it's with the you know they tune down a little bit more now um but that down to you know that, that i think they drop a whole step actually they they when they play like parasite it just sounds even more heavy and i like the version on on uh on the Vegas show a lot. And I really liked the version that they played, you know, in, in Dubai, I thought it was really cool. So that's the sort of thing I know I'm going to want to revisit. I thought they, I thought they played really good. You know, I thought everything sounded really yep. good. Um, you know, all had a, a couple rough spots, but you know, I, as, as everybody who's watching this show, if you're a regular listener, uh, you know, I'm a big deep purple fan and look both Ian Gillen and David Coverdale, in their advanced age have the same problems that Paul, you know, runs into at times trying to hit certain notes, but who the fuck cares? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I want the show. I want it warts and all. I want it exactly how it happened. And, and, and you again, know what? I'm going to be that, revisiting. This. That, that's why, that's why live shows are so enjoyable because you get warts. If you just want a perfect, yes. if you want just a perfect reproduction of the songs, just go listen to the album. That's all you got to do. I'll, turn I'll, on a music I'll video. A great, I'll give you a great example. And I, I think part of it is, is, is Pro Tools and all this other stuff. You know, you don't see bands for the most part. Are, are people releasing live documents yet? But the, the live records of Note in history almost exclusively came for a time from a time when they weren't doctoring anything. Yeah. They, 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 as they specifically fixed up. Fixing everything. So it was perfect. You know, even, even the doctoring they did with kiss alive, they still went in, the, you know, they, you know, they did a lot of that enhancing, but it wasn't like, I'll give you a great example. Um, I'm a huge Aerosmith fan, but I can't listen to that South of Sanity bullshit that they put out a few years ago that they hyped and hyped. That live, it just it was totally neutered. They took everything fucking out of it. You know what I mean? It just did nothing for me. And I compare and contrast that to, you know, live bootleg. It's like night and day, you know, it was just a band that was, you know, reckless and, and stuff. And, and that's another thing, though, too. And I've argued this with people about Kiss Alive. Go listen to the Oklahoma show. It sounds almost like identical. You know what I mean? That did they go back and redo things? Yeah, but it sounds like it did live. I, they were really 
just trying to enhance the total product. Mm -hmm. Um, and the crowd noise did that and the bombs did that. Um, you know, again, don't believe, go again, listen to the Oklahoma show, the Tulsa show from the kiss alive tour. It sounds just like kiss alive. I mean, my, my point is this, there's a huge difference between going back and fixing everything to the 18th degree where it's perfect or just letting it ride. Kiss Alive sounds just like it, it did naturally. Right. Uh, something like South of Sanity sounds like it's a studio record with, you know, I, I don't even know what. It's just, you know, it, it, it just didn't didn't capture what it was supposed to capture, I guess. So, you know, an, another thing that was probably pretty obvious to a lot of people, some of the camera shots were not the best um the first time it became apparent to me was when gene was breathing fire and i'm the cameraman has basically got a close-up on gene as he's doing this it's a close-up on gene's head shoulders and the sword with the fire on it now as a kiss fan and listen i've photographed kiss a lot and this was something jay gilbert and i talked about I know that when Gene breathes fire, you don't want to be close up. You need to be pulled back so you can get the ball coming out and rolling out and all this other stuff. And that's what we missed in the live show is like, you, it was just close. It was close. It was, and you're, I'm just like, we can't see the fireball. It's just like, who's calling the camera shots here? Why did you do Could you hear Mike at home? Could you hear Mike at home? Pull back. Pull back. Oh, I'm sure I wasn't the only one. I, the same thing happened with Tommy Thayer when he shot oh, the rockets. Yeah, it was a close-up yeah, yeah, yeah. on Tommy and his guitar. Yeah, you didn't even see that. You didn't the... see you heard it go off and you saw a little bit of it come out the end of the guitar, but you didn't see it explode up there what he was shooting at. I'm just like you need to be pulled back and doing a wide angle pull back i i thought the same thing all you know in using that same philosophy that's what i liked about rock and roll night i mean they showed you know yeah everything in all its glory that was the difference you know i think i think there they they the camera crew knew they were going to have all this going off and they needed to get the sky and everything when it came to Tommy's gig, uh, gag and Gene breathing fire, they probably saw an advanced tape that, okay, he's going to shoot, but they didn't realize you need a wide shot to capture it, or you need to f- quickly flip from a camera on Tommy to a camera that's already focused up at this pod that's going to explode. So you can go boom, boom, and get it both. They didn't know that. They didn't have experience doing that and and it was little things like that throughout the show where you're just like oh kind of sucky camera calls here is that the band's fault no because gene and paul aren't calling the camera shots from stage that's that's the video crew and the video director and it's funny you know jay and i were joking it's like yeah they bragged about having 54k cameras 360 degree views and i'm like doesn't mean shit if you don't know how to use them (laughs) (laughs) 
It really doesn't. If you got 50 cameras and none of them are getting the shot, I don't care how many cameras you got because you miss the fireball. You miss the rocket coming out. I got, I got, it's always this way with me. Uh, I just liked the way everything sounded. I thought, I thought Eric's drum sounded really strong. The mix was really, really good. You could yep. hear everything. That was really the perfect mix. Yes. Uh, guitar, bass, and drums. And it really sounded dynamite. And I, I guess I, I didn't uh, emphasize that enough. That That's what I meant. When I revisit this show, I'm, I'm going to revisit it because of that. I loved the way that it sounded. And ultimately, you know, firebombs and makeup and stuff are cool, but that's not that. Yeah. It's the music we wanted to listen to. And, and yeah, I mean, one thing I will say, and I've said this before, the video quality and the audio quality coming across the stream was phenomenal. Now, you know, I, I, I was doing it over Wi-Fi. Yeah. There'd be a, glitch it might stop for a split second a couple times during the show but it there was never buffering there was never anything out of focus there was never anything distorted they had a beautiful stream which was great i like some of the drone footage too yes i thought that was really cool um and I like there was one camera shot. It was above Eric's drum kit. I've never seen the like top yeah. looking down. That was yeah. really cool. So, so I like some of the different camera angles, but the drone that drone footage was kind of neat too. So, yeah, I mean, so you know, like Mark, the mix sounded great, and and I'm looking forward to listening to their professional release of this, which I'm sure they will fix up a few of these glitches and hiccups and stuff like that. It was well done. I mean, great performance by all of them. They sounded great. And again, maybe that's because it was the live stream. You know, I don't know. Clearly, there was probably a front of house mixer because there was some live audience there. But I believe if I understood correctly from the pre-show documentary, there was also an audio mixer backstage who was mixing what went out to the internet. So, you know, at a concert, you're relying solely on that front of house sound guy to give you what you sound. And and even if, even if you um, did an audience recording of a live show, a bootleg, you're just relying on how good that front of house mix was in that room, which we all know lots of things can screw up a live sound here. There was probably somebody taking direct lines out of all of the instruments straight back into a mixing board and mixing it to go out onto the internet. So it's probably a really, you, you can almost sit here and go, it was a, as perfect a soundboard as you could get. Yeah, really was. Um, I'm trying to think anything else that popped up. Um, listen, I, I, I love the fact that they added strutter. That was great. It was cool to see them have to sort of ad lib and go, okay, we got to add a new song and we haven't rehearsed this. And oh, and, and Paul's like, oh, and we got to wait because our drummer's got to change his shoes because <laughs> this happened after Beth. And normally Eric would go backstage, change his shoes, get back on his kit. 
but now they had to they had to do this much quicker because they were getting to the end of the show so they had to time this better but it was great seeing them being able to ad lib like that and it sounded great it did it yeah, did it great i mean i i have no problems with the set list I mean, it's basically the end of the road set list, which I had no problems with. I mean, again, people who are like, you know, they should have done some deep cuts. What do you mean deep cuts? I mean, this wasn't a Kiss Cruise show. Not that even the Kiss Cruise is going as deep as it used to, but it was a great set list. I mean, there were, they said there were a half a million people watching. There were a half a million live streams. And they figured four people per live stream. So 2 million people watch this. That's not all diehard fans, people. I mean, they're putting on a KISS show like it would be in an arena. And they're playing to the general public. Yeah, this isn't the KISS cruise. It's not the KISS cruise. It's, you know, yeah, it's not the conventions where they're playing requests. So I liked it. I thought Tears Are Falling was fantastic. They heavied that up. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. I was made for loving you. Same way. Um, you know, Paul did fly out to the center of the, I don't know whether it's a pool or a lagoon or whatever it was. Um, you got a full blown kick ass kiss show. I didn't even know he was going to fly. I thought maybe they probably won't be able to do that, but he did. That was really cool. He did. Yeah. It almost yeah. he got stuck a little bit when he was going back. I was like, uh oh. And you see, he got out like halfway and he kind of like he kind of wiggled a little bit. I was like, oh no. And then he continued on. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh no. So, I, I, you know, yes, were there issues? Of course, but there's issues with every single concert you ever go see. Nothing is perfect because it's live. But I think it was an amazing show. Again, it was well worth the 40 bucks for me. I I do this again in a heartbeat at that that money, especially for somebody of Kiss's caliber. Would I pay for a local band for forty bucks? No, but you know, would I pay for a major artist at forty dollars? That was well worth it. I mean, sorry, but how how much would a concert ticket cost? You couldn't even get into the parking lot for almost no, yeah. forty bucks paid, was parking exactly. I paid fifty dollars to park in Boston. So there you go. See. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, no, I, 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 I literally paid $40 to park in Oakland for the end of the road tour. Mm-hmm. So 40 bucks, I got a kick-ass show. I got to sit on the couch in my jammies and, you know, it was done by lunchtime. Is that perfect or what? And, and again, for me, someone like me had a busy weekend. I watched half of it one day. I watched half a couple days later. Yeah. Happy. It, you know, that's the, that's the nice thing about something like this. Um, and it didn't take away, you know, anything from it. Again, too, with, with someone like me, I didn't, I didn't go looking for Cause I saw people complaining. I'm like, I don't even want to fucking, I just, I want to watch it. Like I want to watch the next hour. And that's what I did, you know? And I'm like, fuck these people complaining about it. It was fun. You know, I had a good time. So yeah, you like know. Like I said, money well spent. I'm looking forward to getting my DVD and my T-shirt and whatever other shit they're they're sending me. But again, the whole reason I I got it, and again, I, I'm pretty sure they are releasing. I even heard vinyl. Um, 
I know vinyl was mentioned in like the thousand dollar package. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to release, you know, all the, it's Kiss. They're going to release everything they can. No different than they did with the Vegas. There was a limited vinyl run. And um, my point is, I'm assuming, and no one said anything to me, I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming we're going to get our DVDs relatively soon, meaning in the next month, I would hope, because I'm hearing that this official releases until fall oh okay you know i'm i'm hoping they don't fucking hold on to everything till fall we'll, we'll it, see it, it, it will be interesting to see like if they do get it to somebody like you early who paid how fixed up is it that you're getting versus what becomes released commercially you know this fall are they are they going to be slightly different? Are you going to get the warts and all where what comes out next fall is going to have overdubs and fixes? And well, I, I, I don't know. They said, you know, the, it's supposed to come with a 16 page booklet. I'm hoping and, and no one said anything. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping they taped some of the sound check and maybe if you remember it with the Vegas show, if you bought the, the deluxe. You got the little acoustic thing ahead of time. It was like six or seven songs or whatever. I would love, so if anybody from the KISS organization is listening or watching, um, I would love to have like maybe the sound checks or something, you know, if I, even if it's three or four songs, I don't care. You know what I mean? Just. Well, I think, I think, because I watched the sound check the night before because there was a fan who was there who was live streaming it. I think it was a, only four songs they played. But, but I mean, still, that nice no, no, it was, it was, yeah, it was great. I mean, it, and it was a lot of time because obviously, if you've ever gone to a sound check, there's a there can be a lot of downtime between songs as they're adjusting monitors and levels and tweaking guitars and all this other stuff. Um, you know, it would be great to get almost like that raw footage included in the DVD as the bonus material, yeah. start yeah. to finish, you know. Here, watch the sound check. Because let, let's be honest, they knew in advance, they videotaped everything from starting the stage build to completing the stage build. Um, like they knew they were going to use all this footage in some yeah, release. And I'm hoping they, I hope they put the pre-show thing in the DVD. I, I don't know what, the, all I know is, again, that's why, you know, because look, I didn't want to spend an extra 100, 200 bucks that I didn't have to, but I did want to be able to, you know, go over this thing and and enjoy it. And, you know, like you said, maybe even download the audio before the official audio comes out just to be able to listen to it or even put it in my laptop have the screen, you know, while I'm working, just yep. to have it on the background so I can give it a good uh, listen or whatever. So that was the whole reason I spent the extra money. I don't really care about the t-shirts or that other stuff, but I wanted the show. I yep. wanted to be able to listen to it when I want to listen to it. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's the long and short. I, mean, of it. So I, I hope kiss like this enough that they would consider doing it again. Well, I'm I'm guessing no one said anything. I you know as well as I do when they eventually do the last show, it's going to be you, the same way. You're going you're to be able to buy every eight billion different versions of that. Right. I'm sure. It's Kiss. So, anyways, I got spaghetti to warm up. So, uh. <laughs> and any any other parting comments, Lisa? 
Nope. Just it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, two thumbs yeah, up. I mean, it's, that's it. It's it was it. I loved it. It was worth every penny. I'm glad I did it. It was fun having some friends over. You know, we just ate and drank and had a blast watching it. So it was fun. Yeah, I would do it again you know, in a heartbeat. Heartbeat. That's something I wish I I would have experienced because I I literally watched. <laughs> both out both the first and second hour i watched by myself which i would have loved to have had that opportunity to watch it with even a couple other you know fans that would have been more fun but you know we live we live in i literally threw i threw my invite out it had to have been 11 30 the night before at night because i just did i didn't even think about it and i've told brian i'm like maybe i'll have some people over you know and He's like, okay. So I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch the whole thing, though. I knew that. I knew I wasn't watching it in one one sitting. So that wasn't even an option for me. So, so just you know, tell the fans who are hissing and moaning and bitching, tell them to here. I've been um, binge watching Boardwalk Empire. Anybody remembers that show on HBO? Steve Buscemi from the 1920s mafia. There's a great line that they would say in the 1920s. Take it on the arches, which means walk away. Get out of here. Walk away on those arches on your feet. Tell the fucking haters out there to take it on their arches and get lost. I mean, this this was great. There was there was nothing to be disappointed about. It, it wasn't like halfway through the internet went down and you lost everything and you couldn't watch the show. That's worth getting pissy about. Yep. That, that didn't happen. This worked start to finish. Yeah. There were little hiccups who gives a crap. It makes the show even more memorable for me. Amen. So hey, before, and before we end though, I do want to say a big shout out to last week's guest. Uh, oh yeah. Plasmatics, who was nice enough to this and it was funny if you guys remember because we're always honest on this show i told him i ha- i own the complete plasmatics wendia williams catalog except for the rap thing because i didn't like it i never bought it look at he brought over for me because he's a local guy he's like i know you said you didn't like it but i just thought you should you should have a copy because you have everything else Lot, lot, I was going to say lots of love for Wes and, and his episode last yeah, week. It was great. But I mean, that just shows you what a fucking great guy is. You know what I mean? Um, it's fine. Just real quick. Uh, last Sunday, um, we had band practice. Um, we're writing songs for, for our next record. And um, he was going to meet me. He's like, God, come out there. You know, so he drove out to my, to my office. It was a snowy, shitty day drove out there and you know brought me some extra gifts and stuff i just because i i ended up buying a poster and something else from him and he brought me this extra stuff and i'm like you're a good man you know you're a good guy so. ding ding yeah but i mean i just thought that was really cool because people don't have to do that no he, he you know he's, I mean? he's been super nice i mean even after we finished recording he was emailing me and you know, sharing a few more stories. He, he even bought the Kiss pay-per-view. And he said it was great. He especially loved how they heavied up Tears Are Falling. Nice, nice. Well, it's funny, during the show, I, I had to go. A friend of mine took pictures 
um, at the Kobo show, which he's, he's given me, but, um, he's, he sent me the pictures that he took of the plasmatics that night too. Oh, from nice. Uh, yeah. So I just was just sending them to him. Well, it's funny cause he sent, he, he's been texting me some cool stuff too. And then I, I hopefully, cause he's now obviously never seen these before. None of these were published. So I, uh, I just sent him a bunch of plasmatic show pictures from, from the gig at Kobo with kiss. So and I know he's <laughs> never seen one really good one of him standing next to Wendy too. So it, it's, it's been great for the past week, reliving creatures of the night tour. Yeah. It's great stuff, man. You know, um, that's, that's just such a matter of fact, I even, I don't know, Mike, you, I'm sure you did. I posted uh, a couple posters. I even bought yep. some like, yep. posters and I don't, which I don't normally do, but the images were just so fucking awesome. And, and if you're watching the show, just go to our Facebook page. You'll, you'll see them. Um, yep. they're cool. So, so I, th- I think obvious homework for this week is, did you watch the kiss pay-per-view and what did you think? You give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Share share the good, the bad, the ugly. But be honest. I mean, we're not looking to have people just come on and bitch that it was a ripoff. I mean, I actually saw fans say it was a ripoff. I'm just like, I don't know how you call that a ripoff. Yeah. Like you it's said, had, had the stream sucked, had the audio gone in and out, that would have been a ripoff. Yeah. This was a ripoff. This was kick-ass and it was a lot of fun. And It, it hats off as much as there was issues with the video and stuff like that pulling this off was quite an undertaking to put this show together to stream it to have no issues with it like that you know hats off to the entire crew you know first of all hats off to all the crew members who had to go over there early weeks weeks in advance to start setting up and dealing with covid and everything else that they went through so we could have a kick-ass show. Amen. So um, leave your homework anywhere uh, on social media where you can find three sides of the coin. Uh, If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're on Spotify, follow us on iTunes, subscribe and leave a review and a rating. And, uh, that's it. I think we're we're back next week. I don't think we've got a guest lined up, but we always figure out something to pull out of our butts. All right. That's it. Three sides. We're out of here. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.